If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are three minutes into Friday. The weekend is here. I have a lot on my mind this morning. What world are we living in? It bears repeating, what world are we living in? So, four four stories uh, on my mind. One, I want to say something to many of you here at WABC that articulated this point of view. Those of you that opposed vaccines that were against vaccines. I never thought I would see the day, but maybe you were right. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe. So I'm completely confused as it relates to the FDA sharply limiting the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine due to rare blood clots. So those of you that said no to the vaccines, because the argument basically being that you, you articulated, you didn't know what was in these shots, what was going to be the impact of them, at least for Johnson & Johnson, you you may be on to something. So I received the uh, Pfizer uh, shots and the uh, booster. But, you know, what's right is right. And, and maybe, at least for Johnson & Johnson, you folks were correct. This, as uh, COVID is still surging in New York, as the numbers are edging up, particularly in uh, New York City. So the second story, and by the way, we're going to be taking your telephone calls this morning, as we always do, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So this is one of the reasons why crime is out of control. What I'm about to say, I never thought that I would focus on this situation, but but here I am. 
because as far as I'm concerned, it is required to do so. California. The man who rushed comedian Dave Chappelle on stage at the Hollywood Bowl earlier this week won't be charged with a felony. This is according to the district attorney, though he is facing multiple misdemeanor charges. Folks, this is what's wrong with our system. The guy has to be charged with the felony if for no other reason than to deter future such situations. If it's only a slap on the wrist, the nuts will come out and this will happen again real soon. What world are we living in? An attack like that has to have consequences. There has to be consequences. So that's story number two. And again, I'm going to your phone calls in just a, a minute or so. Story number three, Chief Justice John Roberts calls the leak in Roe v. Wade, the draft absolutely appalling. He made these comments at a uh, conference in Atlanta uh, today. Judge uh, Clarence Thomas uh, 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 from Georgia is scheduled to speak at the same conference. And this, as uh, Justice Alito, who wrote the opinion, abruptly canceled an appearance at a different judicial conference out of security concerns. And what comes out of the White House? What comes out of the White House? Jen Psaki, with only a week to go left on her job, won't condemn abortion protests at the homes of justices that, that are coming up or or the, the, the leak of the draft ruling. This is coming out of the White House. Something is wrong in our country when protests are going to take place over a judicial matter outside the, the homes of justices just because you don't like the outcome. The fourth story on my mind. And then we are going to your calls. Mayor Eric Adams of New York City was in Los Angeles for part of this week as crime worsens back home in New York City. The mayor was actually in Los Angeles. And uh, one of the police commissioners that I covered he had the rap of out-of-town Lee Brown. I hope that's not where we're going with our new mayor. So Mayor Adams was in California uh, Wednesday at an hour-long digital transformation uh, conference panel at the um, Milken Institute Global Conference, went to a museum, uh, in, in California. And then his flight was delayed coming back 
to New York. I believe he was on the red eye coming back, and it was delayed, and he missed several events the next morning. Something is wrong with this script, and and here's, here's why the mayor being out of town right now offends me. I covered Koch. I covered Dinkins. I covered... Uh, Giuliani, I covered Bloomberg, and I covered a little bit of um, de Blasio, which was no fun at all because de Blasio thought that he was better uh, than all the mayors combined, and he was not in the league of any of them. His ego was out of control from day one, de Blasio. So one of the things about covering uh, Rudy Giuliani that myself and other reporters used to complain about is that Giuliani would be at City Hall at 7 a.m., which means that we have to be there to cover him in case something uh, breaks, and would work sometimes until midnight. So no one worked harder than Rudy Giuliani at City Hall. I'm not saying pro or con. I'm telling you facts. And it was tough covering uh, Giuliani, I mean, yes, Giuliani, because his top priority, his only priority was the city of New York, period. Now we have a brand new mayor that likes uh, the nightlife, likes Hollywood. Anyway, folks, let's, uh, and and in my next segment, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, appeared on the, the Fox Business Channel talking about crime. I'll let you hear some of that. And folks, download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, I'll have an interesting interesting segment there. So we have a lot to get to. But I am just, I am not understanding the situation with Dave Chappelle. How... You knock the charges down or only charge this man with uh, with a misdemeanor when he had a fake gun uh, with a blade. I mean, do you think he was tackling Dave Chappelle because he wanted to give him a big kiss? And you're going to charge him with a misdemeanor? I uh, anyway, folks, let's go to the uh, telephones and uh, let's go to uh, Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I didn't get the vaccine is because I, I saw like five years before they started giving it out. There were a lot of clues about what was coming down the pike. and it, And I started realizing that, you know, this thing was this thing was real. Right. It's part of eugenics. Um, you know, they want to take out a lot of people. And uh, I'm looking at black history, what has been done to black people. In oh, the okay, past. okay. But wait, Jay, I, I really I don't want to go down a conspiracy route. I, I mean, you, you know, we're, we're all Americans and and, you know, the vaccines were not just for African-Americans. They were for everyone. Of course. But, but it's eugenics. It's part of eugenics. The people who were, who were part of it, it's all eugenics. Okay. And I, and I saw it five years ago. Okay, but how could you see it five years ago when the the virus, thank you for the call, Jay, when the, 
the virus is, what, only two years old. So I don't see how you could see the situation five years ago. John in Freehold, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, you again. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. So I just wanted to say, you know, when the virus first came out and they came out with the vaccine, I said, you know what, it's too soon. Let me see if there's going to be any side effects or anything. And the longer I waited, we started hearing, you know, first it was if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Then it was, you know, then you got the vaccine, you could still get COVID and pass it on. And then it's uh, the vaccine only lasts six months. And, you know, the longer I waited, the more I saw they they really didn't know what they were doing. And in the meantime, I'm working every single day. I'm dealing with hundreds of people a day, uh, face-to-face, hand-to-hand. And uh, I didn't get anything. Maybe I got it and I didn't know, but I I felt like I didn't, you know, well, I didn't need to jump on it and get the vaccine. Hey, John, I hear you and and your assessment, uh, if you will, that you just the litany of what we were told. You are correct in terms of assessing uh, the situation. You know, bottom line is I would be very upset if I received the uh, Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine and now the F, F, uh, FDA is limiting it, sharply limiting it due to rare blood clots. So in fairness to the uh, health professionals, uh, they didn't know you're dealing with a very bad situation. People were dying, uh, severe health situation if in some cases if you if you caught the uh the virus and you know the uh the emergency room visits and and the uh, intensive care units john i thank you for the call john by the way but um you know so now here we are and i still stand by my decision to get the vaccine but it's like wait a minute you know, I, I I urged everybody on this uh, that can hear the sound of my voice to go get the vaccine and the booster shots, and I still do. I still do, but but I'm raising my eyebrows now that the uh, FDA is saying, well, well, with Johnson and Johnson, wait a minute. If you can get get the vaccine to one of the others, slow down on you know. Let's 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 slow down on the Johnson and Johnson. That's the situation that we find ourselves in right now. And uh, let's go to someone who I know is a strong advocate for the vaccines, and that's Stan in Forest Hills. So, Stan, good morning. And what do you think of this announcement as it relates to the FDA sharply limiting the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? First of all, you're right and you're wrong What what you said. That some of these people, no, they were wrong. Johnson and Johnson has always had a problem in the last year. We knew that before, and so the the idea of taking it off the market or not that's a, the smart idea. But the other companies don't need to be stained by Johnson and Johnson. And for you to state, and you have stated to take the shots, and I hope you will continue to get the fourth booster, and so forth. Uh, we just passed the million mark of dead. Okay. So maybe those that don't want to take it, don't take it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop complaining about people that want to take it to stay away from me. But the key factor is Moderna and Pfizer, thank heavens for them, 
Hopefully down the road they can come up, hopefully, way down the road, because this thing, again, will not end. Hopefully they can come up with a cure for this thing, but that's way down the road. We don't know yet. yet. So uh, to some extent on, on Johnson, you're right. I mean, I'm glad they pulled it and so, but that, that, that doesn't stain the other two companies. I want to make a quick point that just talked about the uh, uh, picketing or protesting on the, civil, on the Supreme Court decision. Yes. Quickly, yes. quickly. Had, had we had people protesting and marching in the 1800s, the Dred Scott decision, we would have never had a civil war. Or we would possibly, maybe slavery would have gone the other, been eliminated. Who knows? But protesting a decision is an American way. Getting, look, going to a justice's home, I'm not for that. But, but let's also understand millions of people on the right who are Republicans, have stood in front of uh, clinics, of abortion clinics. There have been bombs. There have been writing, yelling. So it, it goes both ways here. Okay. Hey, Stan, oh. let me ask you this question okay, b- sure, b- b- before, before I move on. And you already know some folks are going to call in after you uh, to give you an earful. But, you know, may- maybe maybe on the protest of the Supreme Court justices, the upcoming protest. The reason why I am on a personal level so sensitive to this is being a public person, I have always been extremely cautious about my safety and my family's safety, right? So there's this one nut that won't stop emailing me, right? that I don't take his phone calls anymore on this show. And his behavior is very, very alarming to me. So much so that I've been forced to put the wheels in motion with the police officers that work with the station that are retired and so on. And so now magnify what I just said to you times a thousand and do in your heart of hearts, Stan, do you really think it's appropriate to protest out the outside the home of a Supreme Court justice when there may be children around, there are other family members? I mean, can can you really give your stamp of approval in your heart of hearts based on what I just said to you? Can you I'll answer you, I hate to do this, but answer you with a question. Can you do the same thing for congressmen and so forth who've also been protested or the different branches or uh, senators and so forth. Okay. The That's a great branch, question. I'm not, happy, I'm not happy with what's going on. Okay. okay? But uh, here's the point. People are upset. I mean, somebody put this thing out. It, it also, hold on to the end. It also could be a Republican to make the Democrats look bad. I don't know. I don't know who put this out, but I do know it's irked the American people the wrong way. They shouldn't stand in front of anybody's house, but people do stand. When you're in the public domain, as you are, first of all, I hope you do check out this guy. Okay, absolutely. And make sure you... But you're in the public domain, Dominic. You irk some people. You don't irk me because I love you, but you irk some people or... You know, there are there are lunatics out there. Uh, I, I, hey, hey, this is going to get me in trouble, Stan, but I'm a fan know, of yours know, as well. Right, I'm, a, no I'm a fan of yours as well. <laughs> and, and Stan, you. Stan, you know, it's just that, and, and I've got to move on, but it's okay. just that, you, you know, Stan, uh, um, again, maybe this, maybe I'm just, 
I don't think I'm overly sensitive, but no, you gotta be. But but Dominic, but being it? but being in the public eye for close to forty years, and um, you know, you you get used to the media coverage. You know, mm. you get you get used right. to that. Right. But you don't get used to people coming up in your face, Absolutely. invading your privacy. Uh, people emailing me that I don't even read them because I'm not interested in what that individual has to say, but they won't stop. And so it, it becomes a serious, a serious security precaution. So again, thank you for the call, Stan. Now times that times a thousand for a Supreme Court justice. And that's why they have to have protection. And, and Stan did, Stan did make a good point about protesting of members of Congress and and the Senate. But I just feel that they're somewhat a little different because they're elected officials, they're politicians. Supreme Court justices are the final say on interpreting the law. And so I just feel that there should be a certain protection as it relates to them and that they should be able to reach their decisions without any intimidation. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. Coming up later are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. I see all your calls. We're going to get to as many of them as we can when we return. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm going right back to your telephone calls, but the owner operator of uh, John uh, John Katsimatis of WABC uh, appeared on the uh, Fox Business Channel. And, you know, he owns many businesses uh, throughout the country. John Katsimatidis, his wife, Margot Katsimatidis, and the crime has to stop. It has to stop. This is what he said on the Fox Business Channel. You know what it comes down to? Violent crimes versus somebody stealing a loaf of bread because they're hungry. The violent criminals, they have to be put away. Uh, I have uh, on my show the other day, Tony Carbonetti, who used to be chief of staff of Rudy Giuliani. He says we had 27,000 prisoners at Rikers Island. Now they have 4,000. So all I'm saying to, to people is the violent criminals. It used to be three strikes and you're out. Yep. Well, what is it now? 10, 20, 30 strikes and you're out? Mr. Katsimatidis, I agree with you. 10, 20, 30, 40. Eh, you want to attack Dave Chappelle on stage. You want to tackle him. And, and you have a, uh, a a fake gun, but it is a knife. And, you know, and I, I mean, folks, so, so you know, you, you want to tackle a, uh, a $20 million talent on stage while he's performing. And Dave Chappelle's worth more than that. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Break it down to a misdemeanor. It's okay. So now the next nut says, hey, he got away with it. I want to be a star. 
I want my 15 minutes of fame. Maybe if I just stab him a little bit in the leg, and we don't want that to happen to anyone, but that'll make my case even more sensational. That's the world we live in. John Katsimatidis, uh, the owner-operator of WABC, continued on the uh, Fox Business Channel. The problem is, Stuart Cousins, the state senate, and uh, uh, the state assembly that have the right to override the governor and have the right to override the mayor, and they're threatening the mayor with taking away school control with them. So they're in the threatening business. And, and I've said to them, we're in the threatening business too. Common sense Democrats and common sense Republicans have to get together and say, enough is enough. Enough is enough in terms of what's going on in America, and Mr. Katsimatidis continued. We need New York back, and we're going to take New York back, and I'm going to tell every New York voter, I'm going to tell every single one of them, you better vote the right way if you want New York to be safe again. And our subways, would you allow your kids in your subways? No, I wouldn't. I definitely would not allow my my children uh, on the subway. In fact, as it relates to my family members, I say uh, no matter what, if it costs us $80 for you to park in in a garage, Just drive and park in the garage. Don't risk your life on the subway. I see we have a number of calls. Roe v. Wade, the vaccines, uh, Mayor Adams, who was in California uh, this week doing panel discussions. And, you know, this mayor, when I speak on something like this, I'm speaking on from a personal perspective. And Eric Adams knows the importance of perception. He knows better than this. But yet, the mayor was in California this week, and uh, apparently on the red eye coming back, stuck coming back, they had to cancel part of his morning schedule. This is the world that we live in. Let's go to uh, Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, I'm glad my blood pressure dropped a little. Um, First of all, about the vaccines. I've had a couple of surgeries this year and uh, this past year, and uh, you had to take certain medications beforehand, and you read the warnings. In rare cases, such and such happening. So I want to ask you, what is the information about how many people died from this a, a blood clot, how many people out of a couple of out of many many million? Do you well, have the answer? Uh, I that? do not. I do not okay. have the. Wait, wait. Let me just finish, and then I'll sure. let you have have your say. I do not have the answer to that. But this is not me denouncing the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. This is coming from the FDA. Okay, the Food and mm-hmm. Drug Administration. So th- this is coming from the regulatory agency that is limiting Johnson & Johnson. But please continue. Okay, when you say limiting, what are they limiting? Severely, they, they are not permitting use of the vaccine unless it's under uh, uh, particular steps. In uh, other words, you cannot get it as openly as you used to get it, and they are advising people to go to one of the other two uh, vaccines. 
Okay, that puts it in perspective. Let's get back to Adams and law and order and everything. Okay. He could have told that conference, you know, I'm really busy with everything going on here in Wild West Bedlam, Manhattan. Uh, I'm going to need to do a Zoom call for the panel. Oh, okay. We'll set you up with that. No, he has to do the red carpet crap and and go out there. Let me tell you something. Everything that I'm hearing now, including when Chuck Schumer, what was it, last year, two years ago, threatened two justices. I mean, I heard it on... on, on it, 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 radio go ahead. earlier. Not, for time time purposes, okay. we got to move but a little he, faster. I'm he, sorry. He verbally threatened them. Nothing happened to him. So if a senator can make threats like that, if Maxine Waters can tell people, get in their faces, this is the decline of this republic. Rise and fall of the Roman emperor, Empire if we do not take a strong wrong vote and vote all these cruds out i don't know what's going to happen to this country well michael i i thank you for the call and i was trying not to be sensational uh in terms of the issue with mayor adams but making matters worse is apparently and i don't have this factually but it's being reported so i i haven't been able to confirm this but it's being reported that while out in California, the mayor attended one of the shows of Dave Chappelle. And that's just, if that's accurate, that's just inappropriate. We are dealing with a major crime wave in New York. If, you, if you're not interested in the job, then you shouldn't have run to become mayor. Being mayor is not just about the nightlife and, and you know, high-fiving with the uh, celebrities. I'm sorry, Mayor Adams, but it has to be said. I really am sorry, but it has to be said. Let's go to uh, Lisa in New York. Good morning, Lisa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Well, again, it's backfiring on the Democrats. They've overplayed their hand. This this uh, violence uh They're lying to the American people regarding Roe v. Wade. It's not ending abortion. And we, so again, backfire. Wait, Lisa, Lisa, wait, wait, what, what, is something wrong with your phone? Because we just heard this loud pop. It's what? We heard a loud pop and and there's a huge hum on the line. What? Hey, Lisa, if you can, give us a call back, Lisa, if you can, and we'll take your call. And, And let me just say this, folks, right? So uh, Jen Psaki, her last day, I believe, is next Friday as the um, White House uh, press secretary. And uh, the new woman that's coming in uh, happens to be African-American and uh, happens to be uh, openly uh, gay. Um, And she's going to make history as the uh, first uh, woman of color to be the White House uh, press secretary. And, And those are all wonderful things. But here's what I'm concerned about. To get elected, Biden went with Kamala Harris and energized the base for turnout by turning to Black Lives Matter all across the country. That's what happened. And so now here we are, right, 
right after the midterms, we go into the 2024 elections. And this is starting to be a pattern because we're about to go into the 24 election, you know, maybe a year. And all of a sudden, the Democratic Party says, oh, we have a woman of color to be our press secretary. I'm just very skeptical at what's going on here. Because let's face it, when you are the face of the White House, that's what America sees. And so the Democrats, maybe in time for the midterms, but certainly for 2024, are again playing racial politics. And I'm not trying to minimize the credentials of this woman because I don't know her credentials except for what her resume states of uh, having worked with Obama and, you know, moving through the ranks and she was working with Jen Psaki and now she's moving up to the number one uh, uh, move. But this just stinks of racial politics to turn out the vote. Let's go to Bob in the Bronx. Good morning, Bob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning. Listen, I'm very upset about this, too, about what's going on with abortion. But let's get something straight. When the Democrats had the opportunity, the constitutional opportunity, you know, uh, that, that the Republicans talked about, to nominate a Supreme Court judge, the Republicans blocked it. And in less than, and, and there was about, I think, about 10 or 11 months there to nominate a Supreme Court judge. When uh, the Republicans had the opportunity to name a Supreme Court judge in less than three months before the election, they rammed it through. My question to you is, why didn't Obama have the same constitutional authority to name the Supreme Court judge that the Republicans said they must name a Supreme Court judge and have that constitutional authority? Where was the constitutional authority for Obama? Can you explain that to me? Yes. uh, To me, Bob, it's real simple, right? And it comes down to, and I I say this all the time, elections have consequences. And so Mitch McConnell and the Republicans that had control of the Senate at the time, Obama wanted to name um, his Supreme, or he did name a candidate, and, um, and McConnell and the Republicans didn't move on it. That's politics. They had to vote. They had to vote. I'm not going to blame them. You may not like it, Bob, but I'm not going to blame them because that was the procedure at the time. They had the votes, and they put that power to use to block Obama. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that it's modern-day politics. And so Lindsey Graham Graham stood there and said, absolutely not. We will not nominate a... Uh, the Supreme Court judge until after the next election, and then broke his word on it. Lindsey Graham, it's on tape. Right. Well, it, you, you know what, Bob? It, I'm not saying that it's right, and sometimes with American politics, you have to hold your nose. But uh, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans at the time when Obama was in the, the final year of his office, they, they were determined they were not going to give it to him. And put yourself in, in, in their shoes. Right. Would would you have said, OK, Mr. President, go ahead and name you. You know, the type of person uh, politically that he was going to name, just like, you know, the type of person that President Trump was going to name to the Supreme Court. Elections have consequences. Americans knew when they voted for Trump that he was going to be 
naming several Supreme Court nominees. And they still put him in the White House. So they trusted his decision. And so that's why we find ourselves uh, in the situation politically uh, that, that we find ourselves right now. You, you, can't, you can't blame one party for playing their hand and winning. I, I, I'm not going to I, – I don't see why we would do that. Let's go to uh, Aaron in Brooklyn. Good morning, Aaron. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. Uh, hi. Uh, I, how are you doing? I think everybody's missing the point on these protests. Okay. I think that it's very important to recognize the difference between uh, demonstrating in front of a home of a judge before a decision comes down, which is an intimidation and probably an obstruction of justice and probably a crime uh, for any defendant or party to a lawsuit to go in front of a judge's home and protest is way different than protesting in front of a politician who you elected to office. It's one thing to protest in front of the courthouse, but to go to somebody's home, a judge who has to rule and decide a case and to protest and intimidate him, to me, I don't see any difference than a crime of obstruction of justice. And everybody's missing that point. And I've been listening to you and I've been listening to Rita. And that is all I want to say. Well, Aaron, I, I, uh, I thank you for your call. Um, I, I, I hear you and I respect what you're saying, but it's a fine line because people have a right to exercise, as you already know what I'm about to say, their First Amendment right. It doesn't pass the smell test for me. So I agree with you, Aaron. In a case that is yet to be decided to basically intimidate a judge and say, I'm going to make your life a living hell because you're not going with what I want you to do. And people have families. I mean, you know, again, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just a little, I'm very sensitive to the issue of security, extremely sensitive. And and the way I feel about these things is like, and I'm just breaking it down on a personal level, that I'm fair game, but my family is not. My children certainly are not. Certainly are not fair game. And so now, so that's what I'm stating. So imagine times at times a million for what a Supreme Court justice, how they feel as it relates to this issue. We are taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And also coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. 
I started the uh, program this morning, The World That We Live In. So this may sound like it's not a major crime, but a thief steals an electric wheelchair on the Upper West Side from a 95-year-old man. It may not sound like a major crime, well, what if that's your father? What if that's your grandfather? What if it's your great-grandfather? The victim left his uh, $2,700 Pride electric wheelchair on West End Avenue at West 73rd Street and went inside a medical office building for an appointment about 8 a.m. on Tuesday. When he came back outside, his wheelchair was gone. Of course, there's video showing the person that stole it zipping south down West End Avenue in the stolen wheelchair. And that is the uh, the world that we uh, live in, folks. It is, I, I don't understand what is going on. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to... Alana in Westchester. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, another hour for your show. Wait, say that. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Yeah, Alana, you're breaking up. Um, if you if you can call back, um, we'll put you to the top of the list. Are, are you there, Alana? Okay, okay. She's uh breaking up. Let's go to Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, I'm furious this morning because I have taken the Johnson & Johnson. And I remember when I took that shot, I got really sick the next day for 12 hours, the sickest I've been in my life. This is why vaccine mandates don't work. They should not be mandating this. And I think all three companies are bad. The other ones, Moderna, the mRNA vaccines, they're causing heart defects. There's a problem with all three of these shots. So Stan doesn't know what he's talking about when he comes on the show and tells everybody to take these shots. I am not taking any other booster. I don't care what happens. I had the virus on New Year's Eve, and I was just fine. I didn't even feel anything. This is ridiculous to mandate this stuff when they don't even know what's going on. And I blame Dr. Fauci and the medical people. I believe in science, but this is not science. When you force people to take a vaccination without knowing what the consequences are. Hmm. Well, you know, normally I would have dismissed that, Miguel. But after the FDA is um, speaking as it relates to limiting Johnson & Johnson, the shot, or due to rare blood clots, maybe maybe you're on to something. I mean, I I I, I don't I don't know, folks. But I I, I just want to say this, folks. And uh, normally I wouldn't do this, but um, because this person doesn't exist in my mind, really doesn't. But I I want I want you folks to understand why I take security so seriously, and why. Now, times at times a million for the Supreme Courts and why these protests should not 
um, take place outside their homes. So I am, I'm, um, and I see Alana called back. I'm going to take her call. So this is an email. I'm not going to say the person's name, but he's not allowed to call this program anymore. I'll read to you the first paragraph that this uh, person just sent me. And um, it's titled Sambo, Sambo, Sambo. And he says, Sambo, Sambo, I will tell the world you're a Sambo. He's talking about me. And whatever cops want to do research on me, give them my email. I'll do it for you. I did six years in prison, so you think I'm scared of you saying you're going to tell the police. I send you mean emails. And then he does an emoji of, you know, the the tears are, are, are rolling down. Now, would you like to receive emails like that? And you and, and, and this person has referenced my, my daughter, my son. And this person is mentally ill. There's no doubt about it. And he just won't stop contacting me. And he used to call this show, but he just will not stop. He will not stop because I won't argue blacker positions. And he wants me to be so security is real folks. And there are a lot of mentally ill people. The, 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 the man that, um, tackled Dave Chappelle, this person I just read the email from, he's the first one I thought of when I heard about the Dave Chappelle situation. Cause this person that keeps sending me these emails is sick. And so, so now take that and times it times a million for Supreme Court justices. This is not a game. And so the man just sent me two emails calling me Sambo, 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 Sambo. And this is the last time I will ever repeat anything that this mentally ill man says in an email. But I, I'm doing this to explain, folks. And, and this man has referenced my daughter the community she lives in, my son, my wife. These are real issues. And so when I hear about protests occurring outside Supreme Court justices, outside their homes, for me, that's a major, major no-no. Alana, you've called back from Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? You know, Sonic, you need another hour. On your show. Oh, you well, thank hours, you. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's what we need. So then I was going to say that Eric Adams really is abandoning the heroes, which are the police. And he's just having a good old time. And I find it like, you know, what the police are doing, of course, is risking their life every day, doing their job while Eric Adams goes and just has fun, you know. And, and I think it's like cowardly, you know, that he's not backing up his officers i'm not going to leave i'm going to stay with them and make sure you know and help actually the citizens and that's the thing i want to say is dan is wacky because he doesn't care if people get killed if kids get killed he doesn't care about the border he doesn't care about the border patrol he doesn't care about the police he doesn't care about the the military that died over there 13 and then the one that died saving um, trying to save, you know, people in the water. He doesn't care about the prices. He doesn't care about anything. He just has one agenda. And, and, and him and Audrey, both of them are foolish, 
They're hate. They're full of hate, and they're and they're ignorant. You know. And and I, I, listen, I would love to see Biden do a good job because he, he got voted in. You know. I, I would love he's to not, see him do a good job right? as well. But it, but he's not doing a good job, and nobody's. And then Jen Psaki, she can't even talk about the Supreme Court justices about their safety. She's such an idiot. You know. Well, I, I I hear you, and and um, I I'm just concerned because I, I thank you for the call, Alana. I don't know if racial politics are at play uh, heading into the midterms, and for uh, 2024, for the White House to say, "Hey, look, our new spokesperson happens to be a woman of color. She's African American, and she's gay." I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, maybe it's all on the merits. Maybe I shouldn't question the timing, but I've been in politics a long time, and something here does not pass the smell test. Patricia, Staten Island, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I want to say God bless you for your program. Thank you. Such a good job of bringing this out to all the people. I want to say for those judges, people need to think. They protest outside the houses. These people have children. Imagine your kids looking out the window, seeing all these people. They won't be. They'll be having issues going to sleep every night. Absolutely. And you. Your, your mother there, you're afraid for your mother, you're afraid for your father. People who get robbed are afraid to go to sleep the next night. Something has to put a stop on it. But no, but, 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 hey, I'm going to let you finish, Patricia. But what I'm concerned about, right, is what happens when, like the person I just told you that will not stop emailing me because he wants me to argue blacker positions, Will not stop emailing me, right? Wait, wait. But what I'm what I'm saying, though, Patricia, is what happens when you have a nut like that, right? And they're at this protest, and they view it as their role to take it a step further, almost like when the guy tackled Dave Chappelle. What happens when you're outside a Supreme? Now they have protection, but if someone really wants to get to you, they they can. But I I just you know, Patricia, I just think that it's not it's not. It's not nice. I know that sounds naive, but it's not nice to take this argument outside the home of a Supreme Court justice. That's just the way I feel. It's terrible, really. I say, you know, may God paralyze their hands, really, Well, when but, they're going to do something like this. Patricia, I thank, I thank you for the call, and we will see uh, what happens. We will go. We're going to try and get to as many as your other calls as possible. But first, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. So, Frank, let me ask you a question. I'm ready. So what have you done if you have had – you know that I have a problem with this one caller. Mm-hmm. I've talked yep. to you about it. Uh, how have you handled situations like – because some of these nuts think it's funny. I don't care what he says. I don't care to receive his opinion. I'm not going to use his opinion. There's no point in emailing me. I, honestly, I'm the last person to ask. I have people uh, showing up at my house uh, outside. Oh, that's right. Chanting and protesting, leaving signage, uh, complaining to 
our bosses about you know what I've said on oh this end or that, and I'm the last person to ask. I am incapable of giving sound advice on this one. You know, maybe, honestly, maybe, I have no idea. Maybe I shouldn't have asked you because I forgot a, a person. You know, and I don't even want to talk about that because yeah, it, no, encur- no, no, no. it encourages right, these exactly. nuts, just like the person I'm referring to. This man needs to be in a hospital somewhere. He's Agreed. sick, absolutely. You know, but but and he won't stop. He thinks he's influencing me. Yeah. You know, but but anyway, what do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, as we do each and every Friday morning, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything for the first hour, prepared to tackle absolutely any question, whatever people have questions about. I am uh, going to do my best to answer them. And then uh, a little bit later in the show, we have denunciations and Debbie Schlussel, who's primarily known as a, an attorney and a political pundit, we're going to have her review movies. So I always like to get her a little bit out of her comfort zone. And uh, she's very comfortable as a conservative pundit, but she's also very well-versed when it comes to movie reviews. She always sees these hidden political meanings in in films that I don't see, but it's always fun to hear her extrapolate how she got there. So, so we got a lot going on. Sounds good. So we have a few minutes left here. Why don't you select the next caller? How about Brian? Uh, how about uh, Chris in New Jersey? Good morning, Chris. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hey, awesome. Thanks, Dominic. Um, I've been a long-time listener, actually, um, probably for over 10 years, and this is the first time I'm calling in. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate you taking my call. Um, originally, I, I called about the vaccines, but a lot's happened <laughs> um, since I've been on hold. And, and I think that I really want to just emphasize that people should be more empathetic to each other. Um, I'm, I'm a, like a person who identifies as someone who's transgender. I'm also a veteran of the United States Air Force, and my brother's a uh, police officer in New York. So I have a lot of perspective on, like, different ways people can treat the, each other awfully. And the more and more I listen, like, you don't deserve, like, what you're going through, and there's no excuse for that. Neither are the Supreme Court justices who have to be scared um, for, the, for their own safety and their family's safety um, right. for, for doing their jobs, you know? Hey. Like, I just... Uh, Chris, yeah, I, I, very- I have, go ahead. I'm sorry. I appreciate the call. And, and I do, I have a lot of compassion for the Supreme Court justices. I just don't think it's right to protest outside their homes. If you want to protest outside the Supreme Court, knock yourself dead. Go for it. Go for it. But I, at their homes, that's personal. And so, Chris, uh, I thank you. You said you've been a longtime listener to the station. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, yeah, Chris. Like ten years. Oh, wow. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for giving us a call, Chris. We really appreciate it. Thank you, and have yeah. a great morning. Select the next one, Mister Morano. How about Michael in Queens? Good morning, Michael. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning. I'd like to say Johnson and Johnson can't even make talcum powder without using cancer-causing ingredients. Why would anybody want to take their vaccine or anything that they make? Well, you, you, hey, I thank you for the call, Michael. I just have to step in because we're short on time. Uh, Michael does have a point in terms of the litigation uh, on Johnson & Johnson with talcum powder. I mean, Frank, this just seems like it, it, it's, the situation with the vaccine is, I mean, I, I just find it incredible that the FDA is pulling back. Well, we'll see what happens, but uh, hopefully nobody's health is too inexorably uh, affected. And unfortunately, I think it's just going to continue to undermine the confidence that people have in public health authorities. Exactly. 
Folks, have a lovely weekend. Keep it right there. Frank Marano, The Other Side of Midnight, is next. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.